The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Sean Solis. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman. And welcome to the Movie Game Podcast. Welcome back this week to the Bondcast. We're doing like opening sounds. I, I don't know. I have no excitement for this particular podcast. <laughs> yeah, we we could not get Ben for this. That's how. Which, I, I, I'm going to say this. I want to say this on air. I am super pissed with him about he left me to rot with Diamonds Are Forever as the cast. He's been he's been so nice. He's been taking over hosting duties. Let me take a break. And then I'm back. And the only bond I'm hosting is Diamonds Are Fucking Forever. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Just give you a peek of my score. Uh, yeah, here we are. We're going to be watching the return of Sean Connery to the role of James Bond. Not his first return. Well, it is his. I guess it is his, it first, is his return. first return. First yeah. return to the role. Not his last time he will return to the role. Because the man is not multifaceted. Uh, <laughs> never say never again. Get the joke. It's it's a Get meta the joke. thing. Yeah, it's fast. It's uh-huh. like a diamond. Hey. <laughs> okay. hey. Oh, that joke. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it was almost subtle, except I beat it you with a hammer. The joke. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week we're going to be taking a look at the 1971 Diamonds Are Forever directed by Guy Hamilton written by uh, Richard Maybaum and Tom uh, McKiewicz. Not, not sure. I assume Sorry. they never wrote another movie after this one. I do assume so as well. I, I assume <laughs> that like the writer's guild brought him into a meeting to congratulate them, and it was actually like a keel hauling where they just like yeah, they, it they was tarred the red and, wedding. Yeah, they tarred and feathered them and made them run them out of town. They tarred, they like they they shredded the script for Diamonds Are Forever and then tarred and feathered them with it. So it's, it's exactly what happened. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, a diamond smuggling investigation leads James Bond to Las Vegas, where he uncovers an evil plot involving a rich business tycoon yeah this is again this was uh yeah starring sean connery uh jill st john charles gray and uh, yeah so let's go ahead and get right into this uh sarah what did you think of diamonds are forever (laughs) definitely definitely not sean connery's best work you can tell that he's over it just as much as we are Um, But I I enjoyed some of the more ridiculous action scenes in the way that I enjoy other B movies. And that's definitely what this felt like. It felt like a B Bond movie. That said, I do love Charles Gray and I do like him as Blofeld. But that's just a personal bias with the actor. I like that actor. Um, And uh, yeah, I'll save my other comments for the rest of our. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor, what do you think of Diamonds Are Forever? Yeah, I never thought that knowing that there's a Moonraker bond, this would be the first one to have a Moon Rover in it. It's uh, it's <laughs> oh, odd. No. Look, J- James Bond is all about like fears of the Soviet Union in the space race. So there, if they can reference space, like even even like I don't know obliquely in James yeah. Bond, they will. Yeah. <laughs> we have done space before. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and we will do space again. And we will do space again. Space. I, this is one of the most entertained I've been by a Bond film, dude. God, this is so God, bad. It's God. This is, I'm just, I'm letting you know where I am with this. This is kind of so bad. It's good territory a little bit. It's like all the, <laughs> all the, Jack Baron, 
find entertained and impressed are two very different words. Oh, yeah, it is so bad. Well, I, it, it's it's just it's odd that we're on the same page here, Sarah. Sort of, we're like, oh, like there is just as much offensive stuff in this one. It is just like oh, okay. also right, over right. the top. I disagree. Too. I, I wasn't as blatantly offended by this film as I was by OHMSS. All right. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I disagree with that, but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> that's my. Uh, yeah, that's my. I guess. Um, Generic. Sean. Okay, well then let's toss to Sean here. Sean, what did you think of Diamonds Are Fucking Forever? Because I'm not uh, going to say it the regular way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are definitely some scenes in here that are like hilariously terrible. <laughs> so, you know, the Moon Rover scene where he's being chased by these like ridiculous motorcycles that have like little flags on them. It's, you know, I. I it was so bad that I just like I was just like cackling the entire time that scene was happening. <laughs> it was it was probably the most entertained I, I had been by like a James Bond scene, to be fair. Um, and then you know, and, and then there's the action sequence where they're like kind of chasing around Las Vegas, and there's like this particular scene in like a little parking lot where. Um, you know, he's like kind of maneuvering around and he's like going through the open spaces and then he, you know, kind of tilts the car and got to get, you know, he's able to get away. And it's, it's a lot of, you know, those, those two, those two scenes in particular are a lot of fun. Uh, the plot of this movie is just terrible. It's so it's so badly written. I could not if my life <laughs> depended on it. I could not. I, I, why, I, why did MI6 get involved with smuggling diamonds again? Not important. We want to send okay. him to Las Vegas. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I just I don't I didn't really follow, you know, where they were kind of going with it at the end of the day. But um, I, I agree with Sarah, like Charles Gray is, is a really charming Blofeld. Um, I think he's I actually like him a lot more than Telly Savalas, who I who I still would you know, Ooh, describe wow. as a um, it's kind of more of a Lex Luthor type, uh, you know, Blofeld, which doesn't really strike me as like what I would imagine Blofeld I, would be. I, I find that funny, too. I, I will say it, it's hard for me to place out what is my favorite like Bond Blofeld because like Telly Savalas like encompasses that like the the like the joke of Blofeld and popular culture so much. It's hard now. Like I think retrospectively we see him and we're like that's the guy that everybody makes a meme about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, it's hard for me to purse out like who you I mean, care more mean, about. Uh, Donald, Donald Pleasance? Donald or? Pleasance. Yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry. yeah. yeah. You, you only live twice. My bad. My bad. Cause oh, no one's, no one's watched. Yeah, that, that guy is still my favorite Blofeld. Like, oh, absolutely. Clear, but oh, oh yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I do also like Charles Gray. He I would, I would, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Parts yeah. Of this film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, seeing a room full of Charles Gray's is, yeah. uh, is, you know, exactly. there's so much yeah. charm. It's like so much old British charm. I'm like, yes, okay. we need okay. more of them. So Guy Hamilton, all the cats to go with it. <laughs> Guy Hamilton made four James Bond movies. He made two uh, Roger Moore movies and two Sean Connery movies. One of the Sean Connery movies is this one, Diamonds Are Forever. Can you name the other Sean Connery movie he made? Um, it's one of the ones we've looked at. It's so a gold just, just, Yeah, because think about this, the goofiness between these two movies. Uh, I maintain that Goldfinger is not good, and I think it's in the same vein and has a lot of similar problems to this movie in terms of incomprehensible plot and issues. And mm. also just I think the offensiveness is turned up to 11 in this one, and that's why this is just – I think this one is definitely more incomprehensible than Goldfinger. This is definitely a way, way, way worse movie. But I, I see the seeds of why I hate this movie and Goldfinger as well. Uh, ironically, when he gets into more, I don't 
Hey, uh, can you guess the two more movies? They're two of the more popular more movies, actually, that he directed. Oh, uh, the man with a golden gun. Done. Yes, that is correct. Uh, There's only one other real popular more movie. <laughs> <laughs> the spy who loved me. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Sorry. No, no. no. Well, I love Moonraker. Moonraker is the greatest oh, movie Moonraker. ever made. No, just kidding. No, he did Live and Let Die. Ironically, oh, Live and Let Die is not good. Oh, I, I haven't seen Live and Let Die in years. I know it's, there's a train it's and it's going to be it's weird. Super, it's really offensive. Is it? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, because Baron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Especially I still think putting shit. the offensiveness on a <laughs> yeah. gradient is a mistake. Yeah, I really, we really <laughs> like, need to gonna... stop that. <laughs> it's just all it's, it's not going to get more offensive than it's been here. It's just going to get offensive in different ways in to different, different ways. groups of people. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all that's going to happen. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh-huh. All right. I want to actually take a side to actually talk about that offensiveness because we have some disagreements and I agree that like I think Trevor's right that we shouldn't put these movies on a gradient because how a person is offended or not offended by the subject matter really has to do with them personally and how they take about it. So I, I understand that like like I can't get over Goldfinger this time around. I was I, I was I, I just I hadn't seen Goldfinger in a while and I watched Goldfinger and I watched that scene. and I was just like sitting there like I was like literally like in PTSD shock about it. I was like, well, I, I oh. can't. which scene? What offends you about Goldfinger? Oh, I think it's the, barns, the barn. The barn. The barn. Yeah. Oh, the barn. The yes, barn. Right, yes. The barn is the one where you're just think, I was sitting there thinking like, why did we do a Bond cast? Why? <laughs> <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. that was the moment when I was like, I was like, God damn. I was like, yeah, because it's actually like literally when we talked about this let's do something unoffensive like james bond and i was like hello hello <laughs> i don't fuck, remember that conversation i don't think i was in the room for that <laughs> that was a bit in me conversation i'm just saying that was that was a that was a that was a yeah that was just me us two and and both of us after the fact were like mm. <laughs> 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 um yeah anyways uh yeah. Uh, anyways, oh. I think I want to ask. So, like, uh, general the, things. The thing that always bugs me in this movie is actually uh, like Bambi and Thumper. Are, are, are we on well, the same before page? Before we get before we get to that, I mean, just I, I do take a little bit of. I, I have to kind of you know rebut the idea that you're comparing this movie to, to Goldfinger, and I understand that the director is the same, but Goldfinger is just like superior in every way. Like in terms of like the tightness of the script. Like I, I'm not going to disagree. How the villains written. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I agree with you. Like the, the barn scene's not great. Like it's it doesn't. Well, okay. So look back to my criticism about Goldfinger. I'm not trying to cut you off. Stop no, me. No, go am. ahead. Uh, my back to my criticism about Goldfinger. The criticism generally has to come about like it comes with me talking about like why the fuck is this like the like the James Bond we all fucking remember. Mm. That's always my thing about Goldfinger. I, I gave Goldfinger a good score. Uh, I think it's a tighter movie. It's clearly a tighter movie than this. I'm not sure. disagreeing with that I'm, what I'm saying is that like I'm always just like sort of shell-shocked by the fact that Goldfinger is just like the go-to quintessential early Bond movie and I'm always like it shouldn't be like it should clearly I, be I, it should clearly be Russia, Russia with, with love, love. I agree with or that. it should clearly be I, I, even like you only live twice is like I mean, a it's just as offensive as Goldfinger. I mean, it's uh, you're, uh, you only maybe, live, uh, maybe no. Thunderball. I don't know if I would go with you only live twice, but yeah, I think Thunderball. That's fair. Thunderball is bad in its own way, and it's and it's and, and I think that like we were done a disservice by not having the voice of Ben on there. He actually makes some good points about that. I like Thunderball, but yeah, but, I know I do too. But I still like Thunderball. I think the reason Goldfinger is like the quintessential Bond film because it kind of sets the it kind of sets like the archetype of what a Bond film is like. 
right? Like it just has enough ridiculousness thrown in there. Well, um, I, it's not terribly believable as a movie. Like the villains just like kind of ridiculous, but they're lovable aspects that kind of make Bond Bond. And I well, think it was the first movie to do that uh, successfully and it set like the, you know, the franchise standard. I would make the argument, though, that Goldfinger was rediscovered as the classic Bond because, and this is my view, Bond scholarship arises after the Moore era and like during the Moore era kind of thing. And so there's kind of more of an expectation after Moore that Bond is a little bit more silly. And so people go back in time and pick the silliest of the quote unquote good Bond movies from that era, which is Goldfinger. Clearly, like Goldfinger is the silliest of the Sean Connery Bonds outside of this fucking mess. I was going to say. This, this <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> outside, of, outside of this mess, but again, this is a far inferior movie, so... Do we like, want to make any attempt to uh, kind of explain for anyone's benefit or our own what the idea, plot, premise of this yep, movie and I is? nominate that asshole in the corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look at you, Trevor. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so we got this horribly dubbed cold open where Bond is on the trail of Blofeld. <laughs> and thinks he kills him as he's attempting to clone himself. Uh, also, also, like, uh, I just want to put this out there. Watching the end of OHMSS and watching Bond have real emotions transition into this movie about, uh-huh. like, it's just, like, is the most single jarring moment that I've had in Bond, by the way. Like, I'm just saying, like, I've, I was, I was like, I was like, the, it was like the exorcist. I was not, I was not enjoying watching it all of a sudden, just like, now I'm on the trail of my wife's murder and now I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess you're right, though. There's a connection that he's out for revenge because both out well, killed his wife. Okay. I didn't think about that. Yeah, let's that let's sense. talk about how he like slept with like literally every single woman in fucking Telly Savalas's headquarters in Switzerland and then decided that he was going to marry uh Diana Rigg like All right, right well that was the last sleep in the bar it's absurd you had your chance so i don't <laughs> we, think we like, gave it an eight. i don't think any continuity is like a reasonable expectation hey we read your ahead. score your score went on it's like i told you i read your whole statement and i said this is Sean's <laughs> statement i laughed and then read your statement and apologized for laughing at the beginning cuz you had some good points you can check the tape on that one <laughs> i i did uh, my first reaction was oh Sean <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so then we get this uh, this opening song, which to my mind is best read as uh, Blofeld's cat expressing its grief because it pans <laughs> into like the diamond on its collar as yes. we assume Blofeld has died. That well, the cat still has the diamond. Diamonds are forever. Um, that's Ed just Cannon accepted. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> just that was when I knew I might actually be in for something maybe entertaining with this film, just that I decided to see that this way. <laughs> then we got this whole premise of them, the MI6 sending Bond to track down uh, diamond smuggling. Uh, why? I honestly can't remember, but there's a really weird, hilarious line in there about the diamond industry priding itself on the loyalty of its workers, which I think is just like which hilarious they say now. twice to just yeah. reiterate. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a weird kind of thing. It was a thing. As, it was as a take the dentist is like taking diamonds and money and stuff and smuggling them. Loyal worker. Yeah, yeah. Cut. Yeah, exactly. And then we're introduced to Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid, who are. Oh, <laughs> 
a trope uh, seed themselves, apparently. This, uh, my pull for this was Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. There's a villain couple in there that are also referring to themselves as Mr. and Mr. the whole time, and it's a lot more sinister and effective and over-the-top and campy in a very successful way for me, whereas this is like, you find out they're gay, and that's why they, they're Mr. and Mr., and it's kind of like, ugh, why? Well, I mean, the, the tr- the, there used to be a thing in Hollywood where you could only feature an LGBT side character in a film if you killed them or you made them a villain. Mm-hmm. Extra oh, points if you did both. Th- this, mm-hmm. is, this is still holding on to that, even if that wasn't a requirement in cinema anymore. Sure. Uh, I I think this may that might have still been a requirement at this time. It, it may have. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think when we, that, that requirement was removed. We're in the seventies. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Er, like early seventies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're gay and, and not, killing and everybody. Thing, just <laughs> no, 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 yeah, that's, yeah. That's oh yeah, this is seventy one. We're barely out of the sixties. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still, it's still, yeah, yeah. So they're part of the smuggling ring, and they're tying oh. off loose ends left and right, killing just a ton of people. <laughs> and, um, God, guys, I'm already blanking. I'm sorry. That's, this is this is. I wanted you to do this. I wanted you. I I, I like stuck I your nose really in it. Curious, like, Trevor, uh, like, 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 what was this movie about? That's what you did. At some point, Bond <laughs> pretends to make out with himself to hide yes. uh, that that happens. Yeah, um, I'm I just love, going was, through my notes. It was now. one of those things too, where I was like, "What's why? <laughs> like, what's happening?" So, like, Trevor, why? Like the the key point is they're going after the diamonds, but like, what's the why? Like, well, we find out eventually that the diamonds are being uh, acquired by Blofeld for his space laser. For his because, satellite. Yes. Because they refract light, especially, <laughs> well, these particular diamonds. Yes. I prefer space lasers. It's a space uh-huh. laser. <laughs> the Alan Parsons Project. Sorry, that was my best Dr. Evil. Been, Did you guys I notice? if anybody gets that reference. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right. No, that's it. Go ahead. No. Uh, so does anyone notice? the difference in like the cinematography and tone like the um, transition from the 60s to the 70s here <laughs> uh, not really I, I take it I take it no based on Sean's <laughs> laugh yeah did you notice anything about the cinematography Sean <laughs> uh no I thought the cinematography, but I thought the editing and OMH uh, uh, Majesty's Secret Service was uh, it was like, not bad. Was I thought I I thought it was like really breakneck. Like there was a lot of really? they were trying to be make it more realistic, so there was it a lot was, more sharper was, cuts, yeah. and it was a lot they, like you can't, the kind of action cinema where you can't tell what's happening, and that's what makes it cool. Kind of it, philosophy. So OHMS is early bit. I'm not gonna call it like as bad as Born. Like it was definitely heading in that direction. I think it's experimental at that phase. I'm more like. Yeah to forgive it because it has cinematography as mm-hmm. where I'm gonna I think that's the criticism that's gonna come after this one is this one there are so many static room shots in this uh, movie yeah. like there are so many wide shots of rooms with just Bond walking from one end of the room to the other <laughs> and it's always one of those things where I'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> like like it's one of those things where it's like no decisions were made in terms of like a coordination between director and that and that you could just the guy's like slap on a 35 and stick the camera in the corner let's do this mm-hmm. I gotta, oh, I gotta yeah. go home and make a tuna fish sandwich at lunchtime let's do it I don't know who this theoretical well, cinematographer is the, it's uh, probably me the, the most uh, the most like just offensive cinematography 
sin of this movie is like the opening the opening scene which is just like <laughs> oh it was like fucking horrifying to watch i was like I, if i'm like oh my god if like the whole movie is like this i'm gonna have a seizure and then i'm gonna sue <laughs> eon or whoever you know produced this for you know damages because i'm you know armed <laughs> but um <laughs> but the, the well, best example of what you're talking about jack i think was when they act when uh, bond like kind of goes into the underground layer and uh, he's you know inspecting the room and then the henchman's like on a phone call in the corner and it's all in like the same shot the, ho- the, the henchman's on like a phone call in the corner and he's like just kind of you know he's inspecting like the tape but for some reason like all of this is happening on like the ones on like this one shot and it's, it's you, you don't know really where to focus so it's a little kind of it's a little disorienting i think yeah and, and it's also like like it's it's almost jarring to me to watch this on a TV and see like how many times Bond is like less than like there's so many scenes of him just like violating just like the rule of thirds or anything along those lines. It's just like kind of where like the, the sets are not bad, actually. It's like no. one of those things where the production is actually there. These people really wanted to remake Thunderball. <laughs> it's like, is I think the thing that like they really wanted it to be Thunderball or you only live twice again. Like they really, really, really just wanted to go back to Sean Connery bond in terms of what? Well, set design, kind of the way this film is set, but none of it's there. It was like it's. And it's also <laughs> I love like, that the way it's set, but none of it's there. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like it's one of those things too. It's like the the set design is very Thunderball, and and you only well Thunderball is its own thing because it has such a Bahama flavor to it. But it's also Great. like the movie is attempted oh. to shot like earlier cinema and the other movies, which was shot because of the cameras they used in those movies. Because let's talk about that. Bond has been I think ten years on now, actually at this point in the films if i'm not mistaken because what what was goldfinger goldfinger is 1964 right. like i think yeah. dr no is 61 i think so too yeah, yeah so like we're we're 10 years on from bond so the difference in camera technology in that 10 years is fucking massive and we're still everything's still celluloid so it's still film it's not like there's like a, it's not the technology jump forward the digital is going to happen in just a bit because that will happen in a bit and trust me when you when we see the first digitally shot bond it's going to freak you the fuck out but <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see. Actually, I'm actually super curious if you guys even noticed. No offense. Like, to, to no, none taken. I, I'll be interested. <laughs> Some, sometimes, sometimes I like realize that something bothers me that no one cares about. And that's just that's just the thing is. And it's one of those things, too, is where they made sets and then shot them improperly is the difference between this one. And you only live twice. There's great sets in both these movies. And I just feel like they pulled back into the corner and we just get this wide shot. We, there's so many wide shots. And it just, it just, I don't know what was happening. I just, I feel like that's like a maybe a tribute. I don't want to attribute this. I don't want to throw this all at Sean Connery because I feel like it's like, it's not particularly like, it can't all be his fault. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's so pervasive that it literally just <laughs> cannot all be his fault. But like, it's definitely like, it's definitely like there that like, you know, he doesn't care. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Guy shot guy was the cinematographer for Clash of the Fucking Titans. Like he's done stuff. You know what I mean? Like he, he Well He was a cinematographer from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. So he's a cinematographer. It's just whatever was was happening on set there, he's just totally not plugged in. And I think that's a I think that's my take. Is is the first digitally shot Bond, not Skyfall? I mean it, it, like that's that's pretty recent. Yeah, but have you have you compared it to like Casino? 
Well, Skyfall anyway. is like it's just. I mean, oh my god! It's oh, like it's Roger hard. Deakins. It's like fucking. It, out it's of hard. World. Look, it's hard. It's hard to tell <laughs> in that era. I, I guess it is. I guess the transition is pretty subtle because they shoot on film and then digitally compose it, so you don't notice anything after the fact. But that that is like one of the. I mean, I, I would argue. I mean, I there's. It's, I would say that's one of the best shot films. Oh, I would too. I would too. Like it's, like, but, it's, it's great. But I, I would argue that, like you know, they achieve a better look and easier production because they are digital. So, sure, sure. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, this this movie's just fucking lazy. Is what <laughs> I'm gonna say. Well, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, this, this, this movie feels lazy, and it's the thing too. It's it's weird to see somebody with a lot of money. It's like a lazy rich person is what this movie is. That's exactly I think the, the laziest moment that I can think of right away when you say that is the Bambi and Thumper fight sequence, where you go out of the way to establish these two formidable gymnasts. Yeah, but I yeah. guess whatever Gymnast they are, their dancers. profession is. I don't know, but. Sex um, gymnasts. I guess like sex, I, assass, sex, sexy, are they sexy like, assassin how are gymnast. They, how are they keeping Willard? What are they doing to him? Are they like, what? what is the implication there? Are they like, are they, yeah, are they keeping him in a sex coma? Like he comes out of his room and he's like, what in the hell has happened to me? And I'm just like, I don't know. I wish you would tell us. Like, I, did <laughs> anybody else question. get that? Are, are they guards that he hired or are they guarding him from leaving? I think they're guarding him from leaving. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to be. I want to be very clear about something. The thing that actually bothers me about Bambi and Thumper, Bambi and Thumper. Yeah. Of, sorry. Other, other, other than the fact that they're called Bambi and Thumper. Uh huh. Right. I have no problem with sexualized female badass women doing things. Like I'm just saying. Right. I, I, I watch too much anime to not have a, to have a problem with that. What I have a problem was it was he just like randomly drowns them in a pool. <laughs> That's how he deals with the situation. Oh, <laughs> well, he, he doesn't. Does he actually drown. end they up survive. drowning them? They survive. Well, what the fuck? Okay. Well, what I was about like, to say. What I was about to say was. That like the laziness there is yes that they go out of the way to establish how above them above him they are in terms right, of hand to hand right, combat exactly. and then the minute they hit water they just like dissolve like a, 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 a witch from Oz. And then yeah. he like pushes her water, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta take, you gotta take the fight out of the lady." <laughs> like I'm like, what? Like, it's just I don't know why it doesn't. I will say that it's not as offensive as some things that happen in OHMS. I'm not gonna disagree with Sarah about that, but it is like I'm sitting there like, what? Why? In terms <laughs> like, of like suspension of disbelief, I mean, it is. I think I, I was. I, I ultimately wasn't really offended by the characters of Bambi and Thumper at all. I just didn't understand their purpose. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, or, or I mean, I understand them like as being bodyguards. Sure, lazy. But yeah. They were so extra. God, yes. They're the like thing the Peter sent, or is like characters no. I've ever seen. What, what was it? The uh, screenshot yeah. that he did. Oh, that was so funny. Where, yeah. They, they. I think. Uh, go ahead, Trevor. Sorry. I can't remember if it was Bambi or Thumper. Where like she's like leaning back and like now t- now look back at it or something like that. God, it was. Just, I don't know why it was funny. It just was. I don't know yeah. I don't know what he was quoting. Thumper, she's just like lounging on a rock that is for some reason yeah like a reptile (laughs) (laughs) i will i I just i just love how they have like this prancy animalistic nature and it's one of those things too where it's like you know it's supposed to be like a good moment where they're like you know it's like bond and it's just like oh yeah this is definitely how i would choose how to kill bond right like this is this is exactly what i would do (laughs) women with legs (laughs) 
Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. That does, doesn't that make sense to you? Like his women, his weakness is women. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Some some shit like that. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I'd probably if I had a villain, if I had a, a good guy like Bond coming after me, would just like you know shoot him, and that would be that. Like normal people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. But anyway, uh, I, I I agree with the general concept that it's like a really lazily done film. It's just. It's just so poorly written, and I mean, there there probably was some potential. Like, I think it could have probably been like a decent movie, but it's just like Connor doesn't care, like the writers don't care, cinematographer doesn't care, like no one cares in the entire cast, and it just like it very clearly shows in the film. Um, I don't think there's a single female character who really has a purpose, right? Like these are, just, I mean, like the Bond girls are. So, so far removed from Diana Riggs' performance in the previous movie. Right. Like, they just don't really do anything of value in the entire movie, and it's just... It's kind of disappointing, because it's like, after seeing On Her Majesty's Secret Service, it's like, okay, maybe we're gonna have, like, maybe we're going in a cool I, direction here, we're gonna have, like, some decent no, bond. then they complain girls. about how stupid she is for the whole third act. That, that, <laughs> she that, tries to shoot that's, a gun, and the gun takes her over the side of the vent. Is it, yeah. as offensive which is as great a, B-movie like fodder again but yes. like uh, <laughs> also the first butt joke was funny but then like the second and the third ones were progressively worse where she's like hiding yeah. the, the thing in her bikini but Being also particularly I particularly cheeky today aren't we uh, God, the first one's good <laughs> I will say the first one's good also the fact that the villain is like hey you should go put on more clothes so that you don't distract my male workers and then she puts on another <laughs> bikini it's just I don't know it's it's, but Trevor, it's it great how stupid arms. it is I know with slightly more coverage with slightly more coverage yes you're right <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious I, I, I agree with I you, know you I know you are but I, I find I find this form of sexism like kind of more insidious personally i don't know that's like well, just thing. like them calling her stupid and yeah like, just like not, just like know. dumb bimbos like this is gonna lead yeah. into the, like all of roger moore bonds which are yeah in their yeah. own yeah. way probably a bitch and a twit within like 10 minutes of each other it, well, as long as we're doing the offensiveness real there's also the like African-American woman is a gorilla thing at the, at the casino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I've forgotten yeah. about that. Unfortunately, yeah. that is not specific to Bond. I feel I like think that was probably I, something yeah. that really happened. I think that yeah. might have just been them walking through a casino. Yeah. Circus fucking circus, man. It's it's like like I'm so bothered by the poor elephant playing casino. slots. I'm like, really, guys? The what? The elephant playing the slot machine. Oh yeah, yeah. Real, real, that was like thing. what? Yeah, Circus Circus is a monstrous organization. Let's yeah, just establish that. Sounds like. Oh, it. But yeah. then there's the, there's the part where yeah, Q comes in. Oh, yeah. Still, it's, it's real. like if you went back into Circus Circus in the day, they had like animals that would be playing the slot machines in there with you as like a floor oh, show. So it's that like is depressing. Yeah. yeah, Circus Circus is the worst. <laughs> it's like like I'm not just saying that there's like a right history of casinos in Las Vegas that we could talk sure. about here, but like Circus Circus is like. Easily the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they haven't really like renovated it since this movie. It, like, it still looks it's, exactly it looks the same. Like that, it looks like it was in the seventies, and it's just like it's it smells awful. It's it's it's. Oh, you've been. I went yeah. in once. I like opened the door, and I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, it was also it was the casino my na- my dad knew about. And he went in there, and he's like, Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like, well, all we did is we walked through the door. And we were like, Nah, <laughs> not our scene. Let's go. <laughs> I, I will say, like the the one the one thing that's kind of redeeming about this film is like the portrayal of Vegas in like the really early seventies, late sixties. 
Um, it's kind of neat because it's like it's so different today. Um, it's just like it, I, I think I was saying it, like it kind of felt like a little podunk town compared to what it's like today. But, um, it, you know, it, it was kind of charming that they actually like shot uh, quite a bit of Vegas. And, you know, you actually got to see what it was like back then when, you know, I guess 50, 50 years ago now. Um, yeah. So, you know, in that sense, I think it was kind of cool to, to see that. Yeah. But but other yeah. than that, uh, do I have anything good to say about this movie? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I guess I guess the debate, the only thing that I can think to actually debate here with you guys is whether or not this has value as a bad movie. And that's that's mm. the thing. I think we all agree this is not a great movie. And, and I think right. our scores will probably reflect that. The question now becomes... Is it, would you actually recommend somebody go watch it for the bad value? And that's the question I want to put to any of you. Does anyone As a Bond act- film? Hell yes, I would. It's got the space laser. Hey, you're mine. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm excited because I think like Moonraker and me are going to blow you out of the fucking water. Oh, Moonraker <laughs> sounds like it's going to be an eight for me, but we'll yeah. get there. Moon, uh, Moonraker, really Moonraker is, is, is Moonraker jumps the shark in a way that I don't think any other movie has ever copied. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the great part about Moonraker. When, when the secondary. Because of Jaws. Jumps the shark. You're so ugly. Ah, I love you, Sarah. <laughs> they literally jump the shark because he gets a girlfriend and then he has a change of heart without any dialogue. That's right. Oh, Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember yeah. That. And then yeah. he shoots him out into space and he's like, oh, he just stepped away. Or I forget what the line was. Uh, he got blown away. I don't know. Something. There's a real. <laughs> I'm sure it's stupid. There is. Yeah. The, Moonraker has the best puns of the entire series. Is all I'll say. Yes. <laughs> I'm so ready. Moonraker's like space reentry puns are amazing. Anyways, uh, oh god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Before we get to Christmas Jones, uh, it's why do we, why do we go her? Oh, she's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like it's also like a nuclear physicist in the bikini. That one is just that that always is like that's the most painful. It's yeah. It's not yeah. the most painful. There's definitely more that's more painful. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a, that's a tough question for me, and I'm I'm actually like kind of struggling how I would rate this because I'm kind of like hovering on the brink of like a, a you know a slightly like go see this or like not, um, but like the action sequences are so hilariously bad that I feel like it, it actually would be a you know it, it it would be a good experience for someone just to see them <laughs> in the context of the Bond universe to see just like how absurd it can be. Um, you know, like the space, the fucking, he's in like the moon lander and he's like in a car chase with the moon lander. And, and when there's the astronauts <laughs> training from the, on the site where he steals the moon lander from and Blofeld is like, get that man. And they continue to move in slow motion. I like lost my mind for a little bit. I thought I was like. Am I am I watching a movie? Is the movie watching me? What's happening? I was like, I just, just like I don't understand why. Yeah, it was like, I understand like those suits would impede your movement a little bit, sure. But I mean, also, you what can are they swing doing? Axe faster than that. Are they like staging the moon landing? Is that yeah, I didn't why? know that those I didn't know the moon landing was staged. Conspiracy was this old? That doesn't surprise me that much. But like, <laughs> the moon landing was staged. Conspiracy was day one of the moon. Yeah. Before they yeah. landed, a, before they landed on the moon, people were conspiring that they can't land on the moon, and if yeah. they do, it'll be a 
conspiracy. Like that's that's one of those unfortunate things. I mean, there's that, and then there's the fact that the rover or whatever it's supposed to be looks literally like it's from the set of Lost in Space, and I'm like, what? Is it an actual? Are we are are we actually supposed to believe it's an actual moon rover? Is that what we're supposed to think this is? Because it actually functions, but it looks like it's made out of cardboard, which I mean it is. So I, it's just a really confusing that that is the pinnacle. Of, it was the best me, scene of the in movie. terms of like so oh, bad yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the moment for sure. Now the moment that was so bad it was just bad for me to answer your question more like with like anecdotes is definitely the like, I don't know what to call this because it's definitely becoming a thing in bond as far back as Russia with love where oh, like you clip the villain Trevor comes back at the last second. Huh? Did I cut out? You froze which, a little uh, bit for us. Scene? Sorry. All can you hear me now? Trevor? Like, yeah, we can hear you now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the like when the villain comes back at the last minute, like in Russia oh. with love. And it's like a gotcha villain stick. That in this movie is, is like, that's the scene where I watched it and it was over where the guy like lights his hands on fire accidentally and he's just oh, like, yeah. and I'm just like, all right, this is just, this is just really actually terrible. <laughs> like I just, mm-hmm. I don't well, know why. why don't, like it, this is one of the, like they actually have the trope where Blofeld could have killed Bond like multiple times during the course of this movie. And for some reason, he's just like, nope, we're going to send you down the elevator so you can like. I mean, it's not the first one, but it does feel particularly offensive to logic in this one, for sure. It's it's the first time I've like my plans. Here is where the tape deck is with the very (laughs) special tape. That is the only thing that can run this satellite. Yeah, it was it was the most contrived um, because I feel like, you know, you can watch the other movies and not really like, I don't know. <laughs> Telly Savalas and OHMSS is a little on, um, you know, a little close to that where he just doesn't kill Bond and it's like we're going to put you in a room and you can like very easily escape and we're going to like let Diana Rigg escape too. But this one kind of takes it to the next level where it's just like this is absurd. Like no reasonable person would, you know, like literally allow him all Blofeld would have had to do is destroy the music cassette <laughs> that Bond brought with him and then. Mm-hmm his plan could have gone through. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why he like left that tape on his desk thinking nothing would ever come of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you only live twice like credit because it actually like builds and bakes in a reason as to why this ultimate power evil organization hasn't killed bond. Like that, uh, I disagree actually- with that because there's specifically a moment I was going to mention. You only live twice where Blofeld points a gun at bond and is like, see what you get. And then he shoots a different guy. <laughs> so like, <laughs> oh, he that's shoots right. does it doesn't hold up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. No, you're right. Right by the piranha pool. All you got to do, give him as a light shove and it's, it's game over so that's fair I, 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 it's 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 comical to the point that he can't do it like I mean and, and Austin Powers again has done this yeah, like right. Austin Powers has lampooned this even better what than, was like, the joke uh I have gun it's in another room gonna go get it go get right it. now yeah. <laughs> yeah it's also like it's also like you know the suggestion of that you know he's homoerotically involved with James Bond and so mm-hmm. that's why he won't kill him I, I mean, that, there's that or that's that's deep Austin Powers it's there though but it's, it's deep I, it's 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 <laughs> but that's why uh get the fuck out of here <laughs> that's why i haven't really like loved any of these movies since uh since thunderball i mean well, i didn't like I, love look, thunderball but the key uh, here it, just, it gets a ahead. little too it gets a little too easy to parody them yeah. this right? is the, well, <laughs> well this is this is where i think it's this there has been a slow transition from russia with love to 
a sense of unreality or the meta or kind of not meta, but like meta jokes in bond happening itself. Bond is getting ready to begin into the Roger Moore era where I feel like it, it pulls out like the meta jokes about bond to like a good extent or like starts having like the B movie jokes and considers itself a B movie. The, the Connery era isn't really, doesn't really consider itself. It considers itself a blockbuster. It doesn't consider itself a B movie. This is where there is this, an uncomfortable, this diamonds are forever is the uncomfortable transition space from that to the Roger Moore era. And I think that's the thing. I think we're starting to see like these, they don't think these movies can exist in the same form that they did in the sixties as to the way we like those movies. They can't exist in the same form in the seventies and eighties because they have to transition. They have to get like more goofy for us to kind of accept the premise of them and to appeal to a mass audience. So they're transitioning now on for like the purposes of keeping bond relevant. And it's just, this is the uncomfortable space where Sean Connery doesn't really fucking work in this kind of movie. And overall, like the whole thing feels uncomfortable comfortable roger they're going to keep going with it and roger moore is going to come back in here and it's going to click and start working whether or not you think it works is up to you in retrospect but definitely in terms of productivity for the bond franchise and the error and acceptability for the audience it definitely worked like this is i I don't want to say that i'm wrong here but i don't think i don't think you know diamonds are forever is like the most grossing bond like they thought they they, they, this i believe this did not do great i think it did better than i'm uh, yeah, oh, better Bond's than Majesty. Yeah. It did. OHMSS. This, this proved, though, I think that like the key to the formula was not Sean Connery, which made them comfortable not offering him, you know, number one star money to make these movies happen. Right. So I think that's right. exactly what happened. And then they got Roger Moore, and it worked out. But it's one of those things where it's did like, it work out though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's <laughs> we'll, get there, we'll, get, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really hate. I really hate that the first Roger Moore movie we have to talk about is Live and Let Die. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> Yeah, the Man of the Golden you, you Gun's actually kind of fun. Point. Like, that'll be a good discussion, but yeah. No, sorry, say, go ahead, Sarah. Sarah? Well, you just, you bring up a good point of, you know, was there a certain point when um, the company producing James Bond began to view them as B-movies? Because obviously there are films out there that are made with the purpose of So Bad It's Good, re-something like Sharknado or uh, mm. Tremors. Like, they're made to be humorously bad on purpose and that's why people like them i don't think that diamonds are forever had reached that level of meta yet i think they were still trying to be kind of a good bond film but at least to the modern viewer they did not succeed oh yeah well i mean all of these like every single bond film are still some of the highest grossing movies of the year right like uh, Thunderball is still, you know, to this day, I think in like the top 50 highest grossing movies of all time, you know, in the ever. I'm uh, just for inflation. I, just uh, I'm I'm actually domestic revenue after inflation. Diamonds Forever uh, is 9. Diamonds nine in, out of 25 or Yeah, no, 9 9 out of 26. Uh wow. and it is it is ahead yeah, of Casino Royale 2006. It is ahead of Probably. Casino Royale adjusted for inflation. Probably because like Sean Connery's back. Look mm-hmm. at this. It's going to be great. And so yeah. a bunch of people went to see it. Yeah. Let me read this list to you. This is fascinating. Thunderball's number one, Goldfinger, then, oh then Skyfall. And Hold on. Thunderball is the highest grossing Bond movie? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. It, it, that's not a shock. It was one of the Thunderball was one of those ones. like insane. Yeah. It's Thunderball like was nuts. like a oh, oh, like, let's say it like it, you're going to love this <laughs> reference there. It was a gone with the wind in terms of like just owning uh, theaters forever. Like it, Thunderball. 
also hate Gone with the Wind. That's a different podcast. Not shocked. Not going to review it ever. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, but like the, what Thunderball did, like the like the shots that you know, like the underwater shots and like yeah, it did a lot of stuff. It was nothing it, like that at that it was, time. It, Thunderball has value time, as I'm pure sure spectacle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like going to see like a bad you know underwater show somewhere. It's like oh well you know I saw an underwater. It would show. have been like seeing Star Wars in like the you know like the late seventies. Like I, I went to Sea World. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it, but I they tortured it's a whale like and we were all there for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Wow. So here, here we go. We're gonna go this list thunderball goldfinger skyfall you only live twice then moonraker get to say fucking love you and then okay so now i feel bad because now die another day <laughs> which Weird. is six which adjusted for revenue die another day is six the highest coupon gross movie i need to f- this is four i went to so. go see that movie in theaters i was yeah. i gave it money I'm that was mid 2000s yeah, right that was a was was that 2002 that was was that a dark era for film? That, that was the Bush years, right? That was like that was just bad. Yeah, everybody, like, everybody, everybody, every, everybody, everybody had, had money. That's the thing. The, the, our, the, our, our parents had money. Menace, at that time. The Phantom Menace came out the year before, right? Yeah. And then I think um, well, that Attack of the Clones came out like either that year or the next year. So yeah, it was not a good time. <laughs> the point is, we all spent money on it there, although unfortunately. So yeah, Die Another Day, Tomorrow Never Dies, From Russia With Love, and then Diamonds Are Further. Now, now that we've decided Tomorrow that people actually went and saw Diamonds Are Further, here are the movies that are after Diamonds Are Forever. Casino Royale is 10, uh, The World Is Not Enough, Goldeneye, Spectre, Quantum of Solace, Octopussy, The Spy Who Loved Me, Live and Let Die, For Your Eyes Only, Casino Royale, 1967, uh, Dr. No, Never Say Never Again, on, which is I never say never again. It's like my most hated Bond movie. Actually, never say never again is like I, we'll get there. But it's like it's just well, the most no, nothing no, it's movie. Like literally all of the Roger Moore films are in this category. Yeah, where they just didn't do very well. Well, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, A View to a Kill, except Moonraker, bitch. Except That's for right. Moonraker. <laughs> except for Moonraker! <laughs> yeah. I remember liking Moonraker very much as a child, but I don't think I've watched it since then, so I cannot wait for that cast. So I'm true, picturing very scared. Like, <laughs> opening of Star Trek, the motion picture style, like, very long oh, shots it's amazing. in space. Uh, that would be another that go on series to for too long. Star Trek movies. Oh, they they literally, I, if I'm not mistaken, Mistaken, they literally rip off uh, early. They literally rip off the opening of You Only Live Twice with like the shuttle scene. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a big shuttle that eats a smaller whoa, shuttle, whoa, if I'm not whoa. mistaken. Uh, that yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Honor Majesty Secret Service, A View to a Kill, The Living Daylights, The Man with a Golden Gun, and then the lowest uh, after inflation uh, is License to Kill. I need mm. to double check mm. this list later, but holy shit. License yeah. to Kill is actually, I think, a really great movie. <laughs> I'm excited to get it. It's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. It's just, I'm not, I'm not shocked OHMS. I'm, I'm not sh- shocked the non more Connery and uh, Brosnan movies are at the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where in the list was Dr. No? I know you said it, but I just forgot. Dr. No was 20, so it was way down on the list. Yes. I'm not sho- I'm not yeah, shocked I mean, by that. that, that makes it was yeah, the yeah. first movie. Especially yeah. adjusted. It, uh, global revenue. Ooh, where is it on? Domestic revenue. Yeah, it's it's the last place for just pure money. It made 16 million bucks. Like, But that's, that's 1961. 1961, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. understandable. But it, don't, it still... People didn't have 11 bucks to go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> global revenue is interesting too because as soon as you bring global revenue into it Skyfall Inspector and Casino Royale take over 
sure. Oh yeah, Modern, Skyfall it, is. It like, it, if we're not if we're not going off just domestic, then immediately. All the modern bonds straight to the top. Die another mm-hmm. day. The world is not enough. Golden eye. Tomorrow never dies. And then Moonraker. It's still there, bitch. <laughs> still <laughs> I mean, nine on both fucking lists. Moonraker. Sorry, I don't know. I'm blowing out my mind. Skyfall was like a, you know, it was like a multi, it was a billion dollar movie. I think, you know, it's, yeah. it was huge. Yeah, it was which, really which the best. first one that introduced it to a, I think, a global audience. Yep, and then we got Spectre, yeah. which just ruined our franchise. I think, I think. That was that was the one where he's like, I would kill myself if I had to do another one. And then he was like, then he did another one. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> I, right. I don't know. We'll let's go ahead. And, let's let's put some scores on this stuff, too. So we just go ahead and get through this. Uh, who wants to go first and giving their score? I'll I nominate Trevor. <laughs> I'll go first. Nice. Uh, I'm giving this a six out of ten. This is my highest rated bond since Thunderball. Thunderball is uh, enjoyable so for much. Your- for me, for pure. Oh yeah, all right, fuck, all right, yeah. I, geez. No, I mean, I, I, I like love you as a friend. You're like one of my best. You're like you are like my best friend. Sorry, share Sarah, Sean. Fuck you, really, you guys. No, you I'm really, you really, you really think that this this means that this is like quality, but it's it's not. It's like sheer entertainment value. I know you know that. That's the argument I'm making. I just need to double down on it. You know, for some reason, Blofeld shows up in. Drag? It's probably offensive to call it drag because he doesn't look good. That's not the point of drag. Like it's probably an insult to drag, but for some reason he shows up in drag at some point. It's just all the fuck wait, over wait, the wait, place. Wait. When does Blofeld show up dressed as a In a, the back oh. of a car. He's like wearing a wig and lipstick when he like abducts uh Tiffany at some point. Tiffany. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I forget think I about that. I was looking at my phone when I was rewatching the movie today. I say rewatching in air quotes because I was also multitasking. It's just it was not just good. Didn't bother Sean's feelings are watching hurt. it totally again. Every time that the movie starts to get boring, something just completely just nonsensical happens, and it's <laughs> it's it's entertaining. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, compared to these other films, a lot of them, for me, anyway. That that is true. I had blocked that out of my memory. Same. Uh, (laughs) Well, you're welcome. Sean or Sarah, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. I'll go. Okay, Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. We're both equally hesitant. Yeah. Um, I give it a 5.5 out of 10. Um, I think it is an enjoyable, bad movie to watch. And when I say 5.5, I mean like, yes, I would willingly watch it another time, but I wouldn't necessarily choose to do so. Like, oh, it's on TV. I'll watch this for a laugh. Why not? Um, But I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's well shot. I just think it's amusing for better or for worse. Based on the, um, you know, action and cinematography choices that happened. And it was definitely, to me personally, everyone's experience is different. But to me personally, not as offensive as on Her Majesty's Secret Service. But Diana Rigg is still better. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, I think I will give this a five. 
because it's like my level of indifference with this film, which I think reflects like the filmmaker's level of indifference with making it. And it also reflects Sean Connery's level of indifference with acting in it. It's just, oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we summed it up really well, Jack, when you said that it's just like, it's just a lazy film that like lights up, you know, it takes its budget and just kind of lights it on fire. Uh, like the Joker does <laughs> in the dark Knight. Uh, uh, that's a good kind of metaphor for how this kind of goes down. Is it? <laughs> is it a good metaphor, Sean? It's a very, Sorry. very widely used metaphor, but why not? <laughs> it's fucking lights it on fire. Um, you know, would I watch it again? Yeah, but like maybe it'll be in like twenty years, right? When like it's on and like it's a cold, rainy day, and like there's nothing better to do but watch this movie. And I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'll like watch it again for the kicks. But that said, like, there are some really fun scenes in this that we've talked about. Like, I think the action sequences are just so absurd that they're really entertaining. Um, But that's kind of all that's there for me. Like, there's nothing else, you know, putting aside, like, the two kind of fun action sequences. There's nothing else that really kind of draws me to this film. Um, So for that reason, it's just kind of like an indifferent five out of ten, like, You know, if you're interested, if you're really into the Bond movies and you want to see some kind of like silly sequences that are worth watching kind of for posterity's sake, yeah, you should go see this movie. But, you know, if you're like an ordinary person who's like looking to watch decent films, uh, no, I would not recommend this movie. So that's kind of where I'm at on this. Jack, you look like you're in so much pain. Sean gave it the lowest score so far. What? Yeah, uh, what are I you? Get, I, I get what, it did you two. want lower? Yeah, two. No, okay, I give it a two. two. That's acceptable. Th- this movie. I <sighs> you want to contextualize that for us? Is that like your lowest score ever? Oh, it's no. definitely his lowest. No, no, no. It's I not. think it is. I think you gave no Jack for Bond, Bond. Not ever, but for oh, Bond for Bond. Yeah, for Bond. Yeah, yeah. I've given I've given ones before. I've given a zero to one thing. I think. Uh, What'd you give uh, Batman versus Superman? Uh, I, I, I gave Batman versus Superman a good score because I liked it at the time that we reviewed it. You're so so, shut the fuck get up. the fuck out of here, bro. This is a better movie. Than Everyone that. brings up BBS as like the fuck you Jack thing. I'm just saying. I, I understand. I've earned that. I, well, I think you modified it, but it's I modified higher. it. I modified I'm pretty it. Sure it's still higher I, than this. Hey, hey, I, I'm sorry. Seeing the big three together was a big, powerful moment for me, even if they fucked it up. It's whatever. Anyways, yeah. the the point that I'm going to make here is that this movie is very much like a syringe of like fucking, I don't know. It's like a syringe of bleach just shoved into my, like the center of my brain and plunged down. There is, I don't know. It's, it, it is a weird staging point And it's also, I think that the problem is here. OHMSS may be more offensive to some people in terms of over this, over that, but it OHMSS is kind of, a pre-Bond, it's an unsuccessful version of Casino Royale, essentially, in that we're yeah. trying to recontextualize Bond into a context that is interesting. He has emotions. It has this. It doesn't work. It's a poorly it really written version it, of Casino it, Royale. It, I totally agree with that. But Casino Royale is like up here and is probably oh, yeah. the best best Bond of the franchise. We Agreed. had there was a moment in time here where a decision was made to take Bond in a direction, and I think that the direction of Bond, if OHMSS was successful would have been a much, much better, more interesting version of history. And I think that's the thing that I think here is, is like, this is the, this is, this is the bond. This is the first bond that knows it's doing bond. And I think that's like, 
the thing that drives me insane. Like it was them looking back at what was successful in the previous movies and trying to repackage it into a context that is both lazy and shitty and that. And it's just, there's, I, and, 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 I'm, and I guess I'm like insulted here too, because mm. literally almost every other Bond movie that we have seen guys has value. I mean, yeah, there's offensiveness oh, yeah. in these movies, but if you like, that shouldn't be just the thing that we look at these in these movies. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that we should forgive the offensiveness. We should understand that they exist. And this movie is offensive too. And that's my point. All the Bond movies at this stage are offensive. They have different levels of offensive. I'm not sure that I want to go on this one being OHMSS being slightly more offensive as the version as to why it's better or worse than this one. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, Diana Rick's character is a real fucking character, right? Like, and, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, well, it's also shunted aside by the script. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm not saying it's not fair, but I'm saying the difference here is that now we're just going to be telling a woman she's an idiot and a bitch for like, I don't know, like 90 minutes. Fuck it. You know, I, hmm. I, I guess my entire take here watching this movie versus the, the previous one is that it's, 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 this is yes, it is less offensive, less offensive, but it is less offensive in the most terrible way, <laughs> because what is in reality here is happening is a much more virulent form of offense that is more acceptable to an audience. And and I guess that the point is to me that the, the real disgusting, awesome, worst part of this is that I feel like it's snaked, like watching it snake its way around the defenses of my friends and say, like, oh, HMS is way worse than this. I don't think it was. I think there's bad things in OHMSS because there's things on the surface. But I think right down for feminism, Diana Riggs character was way better and was a person. I mean, she was destroyed by the script. But I think it's I, I just it's one of those things where it's like I it, it, it definitely looking. This is the crossroads of Bond right here. This is the crossroads of what Bond is going to go on to begin. And as much as I enjoy Roger Moore, there's a version of history here that. Diamonds are forever destroyed. And I think that's the sad thing for me here, too. So I, I definitely think like that score has a lot to do with the context of where Bond is about to fucking go. Uh, and as much as I am a forgiver of all the things and Moonraker is like one of my favorite Bond movies. I just I still think like there was a there was an attempt that they Bond has at several points in its history attempted to do the Casino Royale thing and failed. Uh, there's uh, there's a, one other point here, and I, I think it is this is OHMSS was the first point that failed. And then we get Diamonds. Diamonds is looking back at the previous 60s and trying to contextualize the 60s for a new age and failing utterly by both being disingenuous to the new age that it was entering and also being disingenuous to the previous Bond age. So, yeah, I, I find this offensively lazy as a film i find it distrustful and hateful to the previous bond films and i also find it uh, just it kind of not anywhere so well for the next ones it does it does i think i think i agree it's a shit of a film it is a thing that got shit out that just like was taken from a little bit from here a little bit from there that makes sense that's yep. an interesting it's like it's interesting yeah i think you're and right I, I was more analyzing it on its own merits no, and, 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 but I, I think i don't disagree context. with anything you've said yeah yeah, yeah it's true. full context. It's going it makes the more error happen. And as much as I am actually a forgiver of the more error, because I think they take it and go in a different direction and find good places to go. It ended the Connery era. It ended the previous things and the good things that we liked about Bond before this. So Bond has to go through an entire recontextualize after this. And as much as people like are like that eh, happened because of OHMSS, OHMSS no. didn't change shit. This changes shit. So, yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs>
God, I need to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. So what's the overall score? Four point five. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah. I think that's I, fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's fair. It's fine. As long as the only thing I was I was like gonna like I was probably gonna bomb you guys if it was like I was gonna be like negative twelve if we ended up having a five. I was gonna freak out if we had a five. <laughs> I was like, no, don't recommend this to anyone. Please. Sorry, I don't know. It's it's it is. This is you should if you're a Bond history aficionado, you have to watch Diamonds because it is the crossroad of what changes everything. You don't want you you to understand the history of Bond and understand more. You got to watch Diamonds. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And it's only going to get worse from here. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, like, I don't know. I mean, Live and Let, Live and Let Die is not a, a great movie, but I'm not like prepared to say it's worse than this one. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. I haven't, I haven't seen Live and Let Die in a long time, but I don't remember liking it. Uh, but there are, there are some, I think I remember liking, you know, The Man with the Golden Gun. It's got Christopher Lee in it. So fuck yeah, yeah. Christopher Lee. So. Man with the Golden Gun <laughs> and Spy Who Loved Me are going to be the two that I think are going to like, I think, I think that's where they turn that era around and it's like, yeah, we're just going to go full camp. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ship that eats a smaller ship. Eat your heart out, you monsters. <laughs> Here's your shrimp buffet, you movie consumers I don't know what they they think of us as monsters (laughs) anyways all right (laughs) the movie gang podcast gives diamonds forever diamonds fucking are forever uh 4.5 out of 10 unfortunately uh don't go check it out as our general review score but I think we have three recommendations if you like bad movies I gave it a five so neither a positive nor negative recommendation yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for the Movie Game Podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Uh, bye. bye. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening, everyone. Sean Solis. Moon Rovers, motherfucker. It's been He's a lawyer. Do you guys know that? He's, he, somebody pays him money to perform the law. Like, I just, it's one of those things I think about sometimes when you're on this podcast and I'm like, God, we're all going to die. So, sorry. Anyways, I've been your host, Jack Newman. From everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, uh, thanks for listening. But we'll want to say head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's TuscanShed.com where you see all of our podcasts, including Animedia. Check it out. It's great. We're going to post some stuff. We're going to start in the new season soon. We're going to have a, or an interesting take on uh, BNA, which is a brand new animal, which is, a, a, it's not just a ripoff of Zootopia, even though it is. It's way better, and you should check it out, and it's the best of, I, I would be as comfortable saying it is the best form of media. It's going to be out on Netflix. Don't ask how I've already seen it, because I'll have to perjure myself. Sean, tell them what I'm supposed to say. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but it'll be out in the 30th. It is the greatest piece of media, I think, currently out. I think Trevor might not be that far, but it's it's pretty good. What, what do you think of it, Trevor? You like it? I mean, it's it's pretty good for Trigger. It's up there. Thanks, sure. baby. Okay, cool. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you're the worst and best hype He's man. a hype you man. I love it. That's exactly what it is. What, what, what? <laughs> Every time I watch the ending animation, I'm like, I fucking love this show. That's, that's what I wanted. That's, that's, that's all I wanted. Just, well, it's, it's the just, trigger effect. You don't know. You don't really yeah, understand yeah. what's happening, but 
You just watch some animation, some good music yeah. set to it. Yeah. And you're like, God, God it's so good. <laughs> it's, God, it's, it's so cool. It's like Blade Runner. But ah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so go check that out. Also, uh, we've just started up the Pen and Paper Pod again, which is our Dungeons and Dragons live stream and podcast. You can go check us out. We are on a twist on Twitch now at, at the Pen and Paper Pod. Check it out. We're also on uh, twi- uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook at, at Pen and Paper Pod. Go check those out. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, we just, I sent Trevor. Tanner and Edwin to a prison in space. Uh, so I'm really cribbing notes from I'm cribbing notes from Moonraker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, so I sent him to a prison in space. They're running an evil campaign where they're all villains. I was not prepared for how villainous they got because uh, I think they just murdered like a couple thousand people in the space prison to get out of there. So uh, yeah, Trevor, morality, not his thing. Check it out. <laughs> um, anyways, one last time from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast and by extension, the Tuscan Shed Media Network. Thanks for listening. Man, a two really? Shit! What are you? What are you gonna give? Never say never again. You gonna give it a one? What you've said it? You've set the bar so low now. Like there, there've got to be Bond films that you're gonna score lower than this, right?